Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. I had a conversation today with a prospective client. Fingers crossed they are going to book me to speak at um, their Diversity and Inclusion Week which is coming up end of September. And um, I would be the keynote speaker um, on a day that's focusing on social mobility. And when I was um, speaking to the person that's arranging the event, we had a really honest chat about our experiences of um, what it means to Um, achieve social mobility if you want to call it that um, to place yourself in a position where um, economically you are more secure than your parents were um, and how that impacts you kind of culturally socially and in both of our cases we moved on quite significantly um, from where we had started out in life and um, one thing that you know when you just feel like oh my god that person completely knows my experience and we talked about the sense of how you feel that you have to carry others Um, and something I talk about a lot when I do a keynote speech um, is the fact that social mobility for most people as I or social mobility as I have experienced it is a solo journey so I was able to um, put myself in a position of financial security and emotional stability um, that just wasn't present when I was growing up and I'm able to provide that to my children and that is where you know it kind of takes almost um, maybe not a generation to show but maybe the one of the truer measures outcomes aspects of it is what you do for the next generation of your family and um what was i saying oh yeah so <laughs> this is quite personal um so excuse me if i'm a bit mm, or and uh, i want to choose my words carefully um but there is this sense that when you have got to the point where you are um, financially, emotionally, socially, culturally um, more stable than that of your um, parents, siblings. It's a strange feeling and there can be that sense of, well, I must provide for everybody else. Surely that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? That's what you have to do. And actually, you don't have to do those things unless you want to do them. And often people don't expect you to do those things. It's um, something that you might place upon yourself. And um, we got into some real um, detail on our respective experiences. And it was amazing just to have a conversation with someone that has been... where I have been and I'd kind of got to the point where I did acknowledge and accept that it wasn't up to me 
to fix everything for everyone and it wasn't useful for me to view um, other people, other people's uh, outcomes as my responsibility. Um, and she said, actually, her counsellor had put it really well or had asked her to um, answer a question. And her counsellor had said to her, who are your dependents? And this person had said, oh, right, so they are my mum, my brother. Now, this is a person who has a partner and their, and children. And that is kind of, I understand feeling that because you're, parents and your siblings are not your dependents absolutely not when they are all fully grown adults um yeah it was just really interesting so I had definitely been in a position where whether I wanted to acknowledge it or not there was something internally for me that was saying your um family beyond your husband and children who are your actual dependents um, are your dependents and that's not the case when you've got grown-up brothers and sisters they're not your dependents they're adults and um, it took me a long time to really I guess believe that in myself and it's weird the amount of um, <laughs> sort of messed up guilt that you feel um, if you are in a position where you are seen to be doing very well, um, comparatively. Um, nobody, nobody's telling you to feel guilty. Uh, nobody expects you to feel guilty, and yet you do. Um, and that is something that I have worked through with my therapist. But you know, it's um, it's something that has been incredibly useful to me. I'm saying this in the shed. I'm in the shed, bearing my soul. Um, I spoke to uh, oh, the um, writer who was giving me feedback as part of the memoir writing course. And um, so something that she said, and, and just to kind of put this into context, I know I'm just rambling away here. Um, but while I've been talking, I've been thinking, oh, blimey, you know, this is very personal. Um, but what the hell? Uh, that's the point of the podcast so my hope is that you listen to this and go do you know what I felt that I've been there um, and the person that was doing the feedback session for me on the memoir writing course um, she said to me don't be afraid to be serious Tony because I do use humour um, as a um, a tool to cope <laughs> it's a coping mechanism and a defence mechanism um, and of course you know that's the deal, isn't it? When in the worst of times, humour is what saves us sometimes. You know, you've got to be able to see the funny side and bring light and laughter into your life as a means to um, decompress. So she said to me, don't be afraid to be serious. And so I am going to be doing a bit of that. Well, I'm doing a bit of that now. But um, yeah, it made me think about the kind of stuff I share and what I talk about. And actually, I shared a piece via oh Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. It's really like, oh, you might disagree with me, it's hard to share stuff easily because it wants you to do things in a certain way. And I'm thinking about, 
I don't know, maybe not coming off Instagram but not being on there as much. Twitter is, for me, although it is a bit wild west, a lot easier to kind of share stuff. And you do get a bit more engagement about people replying. Um, so far, touch wood, no mega weirdos um, knocking at my door. However, the point is this. Um, there was a brilliant short film up at the link in the show notes, which is called Speak to Me, Listen to Me. And, or Talk to Me, Listen to Me, I think. And it is um, by a, a brilliant filmmaker and a production company that I follow. And I'm interviewing a member of their team for my University Challenged podcast. Also, hello, anyone that was getting their A-level results today. And good luck to anyone getting their GCE, GCSE results next week. Do check out University Challenged if you've got kids that are worried, fearful, don't want to go to uni, can't go to uni. Um, there's some great episodes on there featuring um, early in career young people who didn't go to uni and are doing some great things. Um, anyway, the video that I shared was by this young filmmaker who um, has uh, disabilities. And it's a brilliant two minute film about a guy going to interview someone for um, about their metal magazine and basically failing to engage with the two people that are there to meet him who are both disabled and the music for some people is challenging because it's real metal it's really you know for me love a bit of metal um the trooper by iron maiden is my favorite thank you for asking and um the subject matter is challenging challenges you to think about how do you allow people to express themselves and what is representation like in the media really and how accurate a portrayal is it of the wider world um and it made me think about one of the um actors is uh or has um down syndrome and it made me reflect on how for my brother he finds it hard to be heard um because he has uh language difficulties he has a stammer he has a bit of anxiety um, as well as having Down syndrome. And there's an element of people, firstly, just go, oh, well, he's Down syndrome, he must be this. He's so loving because Down syndrome people are so loving, aren't they? And it's never said with malice, but um, it just paints people with Down syndrome as being all the same. And really, they're not. Um, so it removes his agency to express his full range of human emotions like the rest of us do. Um, so there's that immediate judgment that happens. And then, and then also because he struggles to articulate himself, it requires patience on the listener's part to engage him in conversation. And, and for me too, you know, I'm not saying that I am great at this. There are times when I'm like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a long phone call, but it's check your privilege, isn't it? It um, So as much as the film is there is a great thought-provoking piece for people who well I think there's a statistic that says something like 25% of people either have or are related to someone with a disability so you know most of us will um, spend time with uh, a disabled person or become disabled or have a disability at some point in our lives so um, yeah, as much as it's there to kind of educate people, make them think, even for me with 
a brother who has complex disabilities, it made me go, yeah, flip a neck um, and reflect on, you know, are there times when I need to take a moment and listen better? So that's that. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, we're about to have some time off work or I'm about to have some time off work. Mr. Kent is already enjoying some time off work. But I will still be here. I will still be bringing you an episode of the podcast, even though I'm not working. Um, And I'd love to know what you think of this episode. And um, yeah, come back tomorrow for more. What do I hope for you? I hope that you get to talk to someone that makes you feel heard. Or you listen to a podcast that makes you feel like you're not the only one. (laughs) Maybe not this one, maybe another one. And uh, I hope that you get a chance to sort of be a bit serious about something as well, not feel that you have to joke about it. Um, Maybe there's that too. There you are. To quote my friend Helen, there you are. I will be back with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.